of introducing my amazing husband and pastor, Brent Locker. Thanks. I feel doubly, triply, quadruply, quintuply, etc., etc. blessed tonight. Um, thank you. I really thank you a lot. Um, it's wonderful to be with people who love the Lord. It's wonderful to be with people who um, together we are going places. Um, I, I love that even though um, each one of us has our own, um, how do I say this nicely? We all have our own quirks. No one in this room is perfect. Uh, but the Lord says to us, you're beautiful. I love you. You're amazing. Watch what I do with you. Watch what I do through you. And uh, <laughs> I am just, I am happy to be part of this group because I'm, in case you haven't figured it out, I'm far from perfect too except that I'm perfect in Christ, like you. <laughs> um, as you've probably figured out by now, unless, unless you are um, brand new, in which case you might still be scratching your head about what all that was about a few minutes ago, but um, I am going on a sabbatical, and Suzanne together, we're going on a sabbatical. Um, well, like after tonight. So... Um, <laughs> So let's talk about what that means for a minute. I want to share with you um, just some, some things. Let's see how we're doing. Oh, okay. Um, I want to share with you some things, but first I want to talk about what a sabbatical is. Uh, sabbatical, the word comes from Sabbath, uh, a Sabbath rest. And, um, you know, God, of course, designed that from the very beginning, which is, hey, um, one day a week, I'd like you just to chillax, um, not stress out about all the things you got to do and just come in and join me. Um, I, I wish that all of us were continually, um, you know, that good about, about uh, putting at least that much time away with the Lord. Religiously, like legally, um, Jesus took care of all the law for us. So your, your standing with God doesn't change if you do or you don't spend a day away with him. However, it's still a really good idea. Um, in fact, he wants us to kind of live an atmosphere, a lifestyle of Sabbathing with him, which is, which is often just taking the stresses and strains and everything of the world and just putting them aside and saying, Papa, how about just you and me for a while? Um, he really likes that a lot, and he designed us that way. And when we forget that, um, we can, you know, we can uh, start burning at both ends and wondering why why we're so upset about things, and he says, hey, you forgot. Come here. Let's, let's go back to the Sabbath rest. So um, a sabbatical, most of you know this, but in case you don't, it's typically um, given to pastors, teachers sometimes, professors, things like that, every seven years. God's into sevens. Um, and, um, and actually, it comes from, there's scriptures, which I could give you, but... Um, Exodus 23, 10, and 11 is one of them, if you want to look at it later, where even, even the land, God wants to rest every seven years. 
Um, this is pretty fascinating. You know, he says, you know, work the land, till the soil, do all the stuff you do for six years. The seventh year, don't do that. Just put it all aside and, um, and watch what happens because you'll still get produce. Um, this time, you're not going to work for it. It's just going to be there. And uh, it's kind of fascinating, the whole thing. He wants, he wants the farmers to take what they need, let other people, let the poor take what they need, and then whatever's left, even the animals get. Isn't that cool? Um, and, and then what happens is because the land rests, it actually produces, starts producing more the following year because it actually gets a break, just like we need a break. So it's kind of, it's kind of built right into all of creation. Um, now, I, most of you or a lot of you know uh, my history that I started out as a Presbyterian pastor um, before I planted two churches. This is actually the second church that I planted. And in the Presbyterian church, they're pretty good about, about giving their pastors sabbaticals every seven years, except that I left after six and a half years. <laughs> Just missed it. Um, and um, so let's see. Uh, I've actually been pastoring now for 21 years. Um, and just about the time when I would have had a sabbatical rest, instead I planted a church, which is actually a lot of hard work. And then I did it again four years later. Um, so Suzanne and I, were just ready to rest. We're ready to enjoy the Lord some. So let's see, if you do the math, since this is seven times three, that means I'll be gone three years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we'll be gone two weeks. <laughs> no, eight weeks, two months. Well, I went from one extreme to the other. <laughs> two months. Why two months? I don't know, because we thought that's, that sounded good. We, could, we, could, we, had, we were able to do that. We could see that in the schedule and, and do that. Um, we, uh, let me just explain, first of all, some things. We're, Suzanne and I are doing great. Um, we are massively in love with each other. <laughs> she says she got that right. I do, and I got the right one. So we're doing awesome. Um, sometimes when you hear things like this, especially some of you who have experiences with other leaders, you're going, oh, no. You know, what's, uh-oh, trouble. Because sometimes even sabbaticals have been forced on pastors. And um, anyway, we aren't going there. But that's not what this is about at all. Um, in fact, our elders a year and a half ago said, you guys need a break. And we said, you're right. And, but we never got to it. It just never really happened. So we're finally doing it. And you know what? It's really hard to, to uh, go, um, partly because we love you all and partly because it's really hard to get everything ready. Before. You, know, you, know, you know how you have to pack to go on a vacation and all the work you've got to do? Well, we're vacating for two months. So there's a lot of stuff we're trying to, to finish off. But we are really ready to go and rest. And um, um, what else? We're, I, I'm trying to think of all the reasons, trying to calm you to say there's nothing to fear. We're, we're, back, we're coming back. Um, I, have a, I have a stake in the ground here. If, if uh, you guys didn't hear that story about, um, I don't know, 15 years ago or so now, um, we thought we were leaving this region, um, the, the Tri-Valley area, and uh, um, God 
came to me in a movie theater. His spirit fell on me and, and gave me a heart-to-heart about faith and why it was critical, crucial that I believe, not only believe in him, but that I believe him and that he was telling us that we were to stay in this region. And um, he had me read Hebrews 11, and as I did, and it talked about Abraham um, setting out for a country without knowing where he was going. Um, anyone been there before? Like setting out and you don't quite know where you're going? Yeah, us too. Um, we're still on that journey with you, by the way. There's more and more good things coming. We just don't know all of what it is yet. Anyway, Abraham set out for a country without knowing where he was going, and, and he claimed an, an inheritance for he and his descendants. And the Lord said, stop. I want you to claim your inheritance right here. And so I uh, put, I mean, prophetically put a stake in the ground. So um, I, uh, by God's grace, um, I have favor with a lot of pastors around the, around the Bay Area. Um, I know there's a lot more coming, which I'll share about in a minute. But I guess all that's to say is we're not going anywhere. So um, we're going to come back refreshed, full of life, uh, more vision, ready to go. And uh, in the meantime, we have this amazing elder team. And there's another one over there. Um, in fact, go ahead and stand one more time. Let, one more time. No, the, not all of you. Sorry. I love you all, but I was talking about the elders just for a minute. Just turn around just so they could see who you are. Those are, are the ones that are overseeing the ministries. They're all, all the ministries that you're used to, whether it's Sozo or youth ministries or school or prayer ministries or whatever, all the different things going on, they're all still going to go on. Um, it's not going to miss a beat at all. Um, in fact, they're doing all the work. No, no, it's all good. They are. They're, doing, they're just doing a ton of the work. And we're, we're just coming alongside of them and cheering them on and so um, that's all good. The phone that uh, for 10 years, the cell phone that was attached to my hip here for that Blazing Fire's number is actually, I will not be picking that up. So if you call Blazing Fire looking for me, you won't get me. You'll get Russ. <laughs> and it isn't because I don't love you all, because I do. Um, but you know what? The, the reason why we need a break is because um, the demands and the needs are always there. And um, so we're just going to take an extended time away and looking forward to it. Here's another interesting thing. We talked about Sabbath rest every seven years, right? Um, for the land and everything like that. Well, every seven cycles of those seven years, probably most of you know, that's the year of Jubilee. Um, even every seven years, uh, there was a lot of cool things that happened. Um, you know, slaves getting free and, and uh, land going back and that kind of thing. But in the year of Jubilee, it just was that times 100. It was, a, it was like everything goes back to its, its rightful place. And we, we get to push a major reset button. Well, interestingly, right smack dab, like exactly in the middle of this two-month sabbatical, is my 49th birthday which is the Sabbath year. Um, 
sometimes you hear the 50th year being the year of Jubilee. Well, the reason why is because on your 49th year, uh, the 49th birthday, you're actually starting your 50th year. That's just the way it works. Um, you know, you're, you celebrated your first birthday after your first year of life, got it? So anyway, I hope that's making sense. So I'm actually celebrating uh, my Jubilee year in, in one month. And um, now Jesus, of course, he, um, he said that we get the Jubilee year all the time. So in case you've already passed your 49th year or you've got a long ways to go, I got good news for you. <laughs> we actually all get it um, all the time. Uh, I just want to read that to you from Luke chapter 4. Oh, and then I have something else I wanted to say about the sabbatical that I forgot. Luke chapter 4, um, where Jesus, um, verse... Uh, 18 and 19, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. So this is where he stands up and he's proclaiming his ministry. This is, is uh, he's in a, a synagogue and he's proclaiming to everybody that the scriptures that Isaiah spoke are true of him. He says, the spirit of the Lord is on me for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the afflicted, to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to proclaim liberty and freedom to the captives sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year of favor from the Lord. Now, in case you're thinking, darn, I wasn't there that year. I was 2,000 years behind. He is saying, I've opened the floodgates, that all the, everything you've been waiting for is fulfilled in me right now from this point forward. All the cool promises you see in scripture where it says in those days I'll pour out my spirit or in those days I will make my home in you, we're in those days. We're in the good days. We are in the good old days right now. Only they're gonna get better and better and better because as we prayed earlier for God's kingdom to come, his will to be done, God's kingdom is continually expanding in our midst. There's a one-way ticket outward of the kingdom. There's no, the kingdom never diminishes, ever. It can't. So, um, so we are in the times of expansion of the kingdom, which means more love, more light, more grace, more mercy, everything that the kingdom is, we're living in. And we get more and more and more of. And so the year of Jubilee says, you're free. Jesus says, you're free. You don't have to be a captive anymore. You don't have to be a slave to anything because I've already set you free. See, that's the time we're living in. We actually have to grab hold of that, though. We have to grab hold of it and agree with it that nothing has to keep me down. This is in Romans 6. For example, sin can't tell you what to do. We, we sometimes think it can, but it, but it can't. Why? Because Jesus has already set you free. He says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. So you're living in the year of Jubilee right now. You get it. But we need to keep asking for the Holy Spirit's help, don't we, to keep getting what's ours more and more, getting the truth. Lord, help me to grab hold of what's mine. Because we're not victims, we're victors, right? So, so what are we going to do on our sabbatical? Um, good question, glad you asked. We're, we may travel a little. We may travel a little. 
Um, but mostly, um, we're going to enjoy doing whatever is life-giving for us. Um, I've talked to some people. I've talked, like Leif Hetland, I uh, talked to him for a while, and he had some great advice. There's, there's been a lot of pastors who have gone before me who have really wonderful advice. And you hear different advice from different people, and what I really realized is each day, um, Suzanne and I need to and want to wake up and say, Holy Spirit, what's on, what's on your agenda for us today? What do we get to do today? What fun do we get to have? And, um, and we need to do things that are life-giving. So, uh, I mean, just as an example, if we, if we uh, wanted to paint our bathroom because it was life-giving, we would. <laughs> and if we started painting it and it wasn't life-giving, we wouldn't. Now, we're not going to give our home a makeover for two months because that'd be a lot of work. Uh, we're going to do a lot of resting. Uh, in fact, Leif Hetland again said the, I, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but the goal is to do nothing. And that's one of the hardest things for any of us to do because we are so wired in this culture to go, 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 go. And, you know, Suzanne and I kind of had jokes sometimes of, about, okay, just one more push. You know, just one more push for the next ministry thing. But unfortunately, that's always before another push and before another one. And, and uh, so we get to not for a while. You know, um, so yeah, um, we get to rest. We get to rest. God talks a lot about resting, but just so you know, resting, uh, I'm sure you all know this, resting is not, um, it is not as simple as ceasing from working. Because you could stop working and not be at rest. Because there's only one place any of us are going to get rest from, and that's the Lord himself. And he, he invites us into that place. Now, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you on, on Thanksgiving, um, I watched a couple of football games. I don't know about any of you, but I did. Um, <laughs> one of the right teams won, but I won't tell you which. We aren't going there. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you what. At the end of watching several football games, I do not feel rested. I'm serious. It, it's, it's enjoyable. A lot of times we're looking for things sometimes to divert, you know, our attention or whatever. It's, there's nothing wrong with having fun. God, God's actually into fun. He, he wants us to have fun. But I'm just saying those things in and of themselves, that doesn't rest. And I, I'm planning on spending tons of time hanging out with Jesus, soaking, um, just letting him tell me what he thinks of me and, and cool things like that. That's the place of rest because God says, you know, from in, in Hebrews 4, um, really makes it clear that rest is about us believing that he's good. It really is. It's about knowing his heart the way it really is because we have a lot of misconceptions about God, especially, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to all of us and myself included, especially sometimes when we're working really hard for him and we're wondering why we're just not really you know, enjoying life that much and we're working really hard for him. And he says, you're missing it. He says, I, come here and enjoy me and hear my heart for you, know my heart for you, and then let's go do things together. When I recently, when I went to um, the Bethel Advance, I came back, one of the main things I got from that, it's a leadership gathering for, mostly for pastors, actually around the world, not even around the country. And um, I came back, and one of the things I really was struck with is something Chris was talking about, about paying attention to what God is breathing on and, and, and doing those things versus 
versus a lot of the other good things that we're doing, but the things that are making us really tired. And probably, if you're anything like me, there's a combination of both going on. And I consider myself to be one who really wants to check in with God and, you know, do, um, do what's pleasing to him and that kind of stuff. And yet, um, sometimes we just get really good ideas that we think are going to help God along really well. And we haven't necessarily gotten that green light from him or the wind isn't necessarily blowing on it. And, um, and all of a sudden we wonder why it's so hard to push this thing because it's all our effort. And he says, how about you just let go of that for a little while? Come back to me and ask me what I'm doing. So that's, what I pl- that's one of the things that I plan to do is, is uh, really ask God what he's, what he's doing. I, I really intend to come back with a clear sense of what, I, what, what he's breathing on, what I should be about, um, some of the things that maybe I shouldn't be. Um, but again, I, I'm saying this is for all of you as well. This is his, his um, invitation is to all of you as well, that you get to listen to his heart. I'm gonna put some glasses on to read this. It's pretty small print. That's what it is, it's the small print. (laughs) So here it is. Matthew 11. This is in the the Message Bible. Interestingly, Jesus is, um, he's, he's just talking about, he actually just gave some pretty, uh, firm warnings um, to uh, a couple of cities and saying, you know, um, basically that you're kind of missing me. You're missing what you're missing what I'm here to show you. But the very next thing he does um, is talk to the people around him, and now he he kind of draws them in, you know, in, in case they're 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 concerned. Like, oh gosh, am I am I doomed here? He says in, uh, starting in verse 27, again, this is in the, in the uh, Message Bible, this is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does, but I'm not keeping it to myself. Jesus says, I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. And then he says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. And watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. So that's the, that's the invitation from Jesus is we get to live freely and lightly. But, but there's a caveat to that. Um, the caveat is that we come to him and we lay down the things that are so heavy. Um, you know, when he says that he wants to, that's the passage where it says, um, you know, take my yoke upon you. And, you know, that, that whole passage, that's the translation of it in the Message Bible. But he says, see, what he wants to do is come alongside of you, but he wants to take the weight of it for you. You know, um, and uh, so again, sometimes when things get really heavy, it's just because he's saying you need to stop, 
Go ahead and set it down and come in closer still. Hear my heart. Hear my heart for you. See, because the Lord does want us to do amazing things on this earth. If rest, you know, meant that we're to do nothing and we're to rest in the Lord, then we'd be doing, a lot of us doing nothing the rest of our life. That's, see, that's not ultimately rest. He says, I want you continually, I want you continually um, checking in with me, knowing what my heart's saying about you, and, and rest in that, rest in my goodness, rest in that I have plans for you, amazing plans. God, in, in, in Ephesians chapter two, it says that God has prepared in advance for you good works, which you're going to do. So he's already got them all set up. In fact, that word um, good works uh, actually is actually better translated God works. I have God works for you to do. It, Christ in you is going to do the impossible on this earth. But he actually wants that to be effortless. He wants it to flow through you. And so that's where we just cannot, um, we cannot bypass that, that closeness with the Lord, the intimacy with him. Um, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, right? I'm just gonna read that passage because we're heading into to Christmas, Isaiah 9. Um, my prayer even for all of us, myself included, for all of you is, is shalom, shalom, shalom. The deep peace of the Lord. The deep, deep peace of the Lord. Which, which is when your heart knows that it's well with you because all things are gonna work out, even the things that don't look good at the moment. Where you get to, you get to rest in the, that settling upon you. My papa is big, he's good, he's for me, it's gonna be okay. I can rest in him now. And this is what Jesus came to bring. Okay, Jesus came to show us the Father, right? And so it says in Isaiah 9, starting with verse 6, for a son has been given, has been born for us. A son has been given to us. He was, he's given to you. You ever think about that one? Think about that. He was given to you. Jesus belongs to you. That's actually very scriptural. We all belong to each other too, by the way. I want to hit that another night because I was going to hit that tonight and I said, no, I really want to hit that another night. We actually belong to each other, which would, which would really change uh, for all of us um, how we treated each other if we really got that one to the core. But I'm going to go there big time another night in a couple months. A son has been given to us, and dominion has been laid upon his shoulders. See, he's got those big, broad shoulders to carry it. And this is the name that he's been given. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. To extend his dominion in boundless peace. So his... His dominion, his reign is extending and extending and extending in boundless, endless peace over the throne of David, over his kingdom, to make it secure and to sustain it in righteousness and in integrity. From this time onwards and forever, the jealous love of Yahweh Sabaoth will do this. How's it going to happen? 
Oh, it's Papa's jealous love that's gonna make sure that this kingdom of uh, dominion of peace extends and extends and extends. Now, why would God do this? Why would he do this? Um, Matt, is this ready to go? Can you put the lights down? Just, let's just take that in for a minute. <laughs> Papa, the, the God of the entire universe and beyond, the God who has no beginning, no end, you, you want us. You've always wanted us. You love us. And, and Father, we just tell you right now, we want, to, we want to know you so much more as you know us. We want those real, intimate, actual encounters with you daily, more than daily, many times a day. 
moment by moment to know (laughs) that we are that important to you. We mean that much to you. But why? Lord, help us to help us to go to, to go further into delve further into that question of why. What is it? Each person in this room to ask the question, what is it about me that makes you do what you do? That made you send Jesus to come and rescue me, to be with you forever. What is that? What kind of love is that? Show us, Lord. Holy Spirit, lead us deeper and deeper and deeper in. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, The Prince of Peace. Later on in Jesus' life, uh, right towards the end when his, he was leaving, he was gonna go to the cross and he knew his disciples were gonna be pretty anxious. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That's John 14, 27, if you want to look at that later. And here's another one, John 18, 33. This is in case you think that peace, the only way you can have peace is if, is if everything is going right in life. How about just take your own personal life? You know, if everything's going right, that's when I'll have peace. But how about the world around you? Okay, that's all got to be right too in order for me to really to have peace. no. This is what he said, John 18, 33, sorry, 16, 33. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. (laughs) In me you'll have peace. You and Jesus are one. When you, when you said yes to Jesus, when you say yes to Jesus, when you say, Jesus, you're, you're it for me. You're the real deal. You're the son of God. You did die for me. It's all real. You ro- rose to new life. When you say yes to him, you become one with him. And he says to you, my peace is your peace. You get to have it. So, this is something that I've been realizing more and more lately because is, is my, ever, my peace ever gone? Yep, sometimes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I get, I get caught up in emotions and stuff too. And uh, something I've been realizing more and more is that when your peace leaves you, it's usually because your agenda is coming into the picture. I'm going to say that again. When you're not feeling peace, when, when it's all ripped away and all of a sudden you're anxious and all the rest, it's, it's often, I'm not saying always, but it's often because your agenda has, has come to the forefront, which means what you think ought to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, God says, no, you come, you come and get my agenda for you. 
and watch how good it is. Now, I'm not saying the two agendas can't meet, meet up because, in fact, they're supposed to. The closer we get to him, his agenda becomes our agenda, and we just start, we just start flowing in what he does. That's why Jesus could say, I only, I only do what I see the Father doing. How could, he say, how could he do that? I'll tell you how. Every day, before it was dark, before the throngs of people came to him, he was alone with Papa. Every day. I'm sure that wasn't the only time he talked to his dad, but he started his day that way. And he got his peace that way. And, uh, and he t- I'm sure, you know, you know what? The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way that we were. Every way, yet was without sin. So, so was Jesus ever tempted? Was it, you know, just look at this as a different temptation that we may have not thought of. Was he ever tempted to lose his peace? You better believe it. You know, was everything coming in on him from every end? Did he have people who hated him? Yeah, big time. Who ended up killing him, yep. And, uh, you know, so he wasn't, I'm telling you, even though in some passages you see the throngs of people coming around him, for the most part he wasn't winning any popularity contests. You know, especially at the end of his life. Uh, and, And so... Our peace is only going to come from, from uh, spending that time with Papa and really, really tapping into what he says is true about us. What happens when you start doing that is you might see some inconsistencies in your life. Anyone? <laughs> is it just me? What I mean by that is there's some areas of your life that God's going to show you. I, I need to work on some things. There's some things that, um, maybe some past pains, maybe some ways you used to see things because of survival mode that you were in, all kinds of things. He's not mad. He's just saying, I got a whole different way of doing things. If, you, if you'll let me into those places, I'm gonna actually slowly re, re, uh, change some things up and, and allow you to truly live deeply into this peace that I've promised you. So I, I'm just letting you know that for me in these last couple months, God's been doing some major heart surgery. It's been really good, but it's been hard. There have been things he's shown me about myself that I don't particularly like sometimes. And, um, and yet he never does it. His heart is, everything he does is motivated out of love. His heart is always about love. Always, always, always. So he's not showing you things to make you feel bad. He's not showing you things to shame you. He's saying, hey, would you let me into these places? Because intimacy with God is not just about I love you, I love you, I love you. That's, that's a big part of inti- intimacy, don't get me wrong. But that's not all of what intimacy is. Because we can say to God, I love you, I love you, I love you, and never let him into the deeper places in our lives. And what, what he says, and we see this in f- 1 John chapter 1, he says, I want you to bring the darkest places, the places you're really embarrassed about and, and think that I wouldn't want to have anything to do with, the places you're trying to hide from me and yourself and everybody else. He says, would you bring those places to me? Would you just put them right here and say, Papa, can we look at this together? Yeah. And that's, then he starts working on your heart and he starts showing you what he thinks about you. And he starts, he starts taking the power away from those dark things that, you know, that when they're kept hidden, they, remain, they actually remain powerful. 
not because they really have power over you, because Jesus has you, but they're powerful because, they remain powerful because we haven't brought them out into the light where God can take, it, take, it, take all the power away from it completely for you. Um, that's the way it works. And, and all of us at times, we're afraid to be real. I'm, I'm including myself in that. We're all afraid to be real at times. You know, if people really knew me, would they still like me? You know, if I'm really real with God, will he still love me? Well, obviously he knows everything about you anyway. So it's kind of funny why any of us would hide from God. You know, like Adam and Eve hiding from God in the garden? That's just funny. Why do we do that? I don't know. Uh, what, I, what I feel like the Lord is, is doing in me is, this is the word I've been using in the last couple months, I feel like he's giving me an identity retrofit. Think about a retrofit for a minute. You know, we're gonna retrofit the bridges and everything so that when the earthquakes come, they're still standing. See, he wants, he wants it so that no matter what happens in this world, you know who you are. And nothing's gonna dissuade you from, from walking in the truth and being the light. Because, you know, no matter what happens, J- Jesus just told us, right, he said, he said, peace I leave with you, do not be afraid. Right, he said, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Don't fear. So even though we don't know what's coming, he wants us so solidly knowing who we are and the places in our life that are, that are not congruent with who we are in Christ, he says, bring him out into the light so that when things shake, those things are already taken care of, you are still gonna go on shining brightly. Nothing's gonna take you out. That's his heart. So a couple things that I think that God's gonna do with Susanna and myself and all of you during this time, during these two months, why do I say myself and all of you? I'm not sure all of the reasons why God does this, but I do know that what happens to a leader you get direct benefit from. That's just the way of the kingdom. One of the reasons why we placed ourselves right underneath Bill Johnson is because the moment we did, we, we got all this crazy favor from heaven that hasn't stopped in the last 10 years, which we did nothing to earn. It was simply because we said, we're, you know what, Bill, we're gonna align ourselves right here, and what's yours is ours. If his breakthroughs become ours. Now, I understand we each, there's some ways in which each of us individually need to experience our own breakthroughs with the Lord. I, I get that. But there's also a truth about scripture that, what the leader gets just gets passed right along. It's true in a family too. You know, mom and dad, when, when there's blessings in the home or grandparents, you know, it just flows right through. It just does. Um, so I'm saying what I expect to get out of this and what I anticipate for all of you, one of the things I expect is, is for God to bring me back to uh, a greater simplicity. Um, we, got, we all got so much going on. And, and uh, you know, this is back to um, Jesus saying to Martha, you know, Mary has chosen the better thing. So the most simplified life is about enjoying the Lord and, and um, um, enjoying and, and um, taking care of the relationships, the, some of the most foundational relationships around you, you know, uh, spouses, children. Um, 
I'm not saying we, don't, we aren't relating to more people, but I'm saying the simplest things. He says, don't, don't overlook this, the, the most basic things that I have you here for. I'm expecting that for, for me. Um, Another one is, um, this is the second thing, is I'm, I'm expecting more and more connected with, connectedness to him um, through worship. Yeah. And again, worship doesn't mean that it has to be collective like that. That's worship too. But obviously our own times with the Lord and my own time with the Lord. So more and more connectedness with him. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm not only expecting it, but I, I know it's gonna happen. There's certain things that I know the Lord's shown me that are gonna happen. A third thing is um, I'm, I'm expecting, and I'm for myself and all of you, um, much more of an ability to walk moment by moment with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. There's a huge key in Scripture about walking in the Spirit. Read Romans 8 again if that, if that phrase is kind of, you know, you're trying to think, okay, what really is walking in the Spirit? But I gotta tell you, there are, with the Lord, Christmas never ends. He keeps, there's more and more gifts if we will keep going. And so this whole area of walking in the spirit, I know there is so much more to this that I need to know about. Moment by moment, what is that to to be so in tune with Holy Spirit, to know what he's feeling, his emotions. Um, But moment by moment, what is that? That's something I'm expecting to uh, come away with more and more and more. And um, the last, last one I'm gonna share, and I know there's more, but I'm expecting for myself and for all of you much more clarity of vision. Sometimes when you, it takes, you need to kind of get out of the maintenance mode to dream again. And I'm, I'm speaking that to all of you. We, we all get just caught up and we get in that, you know, that hamster wheel, you know, and we're going, 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 going because we have to because everything's set up and I got to do all my emails and all my calls and it's just, wow, it just goes and goes and goes. And sometimes we need to get off that treadmill and say, would you remind me again what I'm here for? I just told you, you know, that I'm turning 49 in a month. I'm, I'm just, I don't know about any of you, but I'm getting more and more to that place in life where I'm saying, I got to be about the things that I need to be about and the things that I don't, then they're gonna have to just kind of go by the wayside. So, um, but I will tell you that it takes intentionality about spending time with the Lord and really, t- and really having him remind you again, what were the dreams you placed in my heart again? What were those? That's a, one of the big things we do in our school, both the day and the nighttime school, is we're helping people to reignite their dreams again. We're saying this is who you really are and you have permission to dream. You have permission to go after your dreams again. I'm excited about the future. I'm, I'm really excited about the future. I believe what, what many of the prophetic voices are saying, that there's a huge, huge harvest of souls. Sometimes we hear this so much that we go, well, I don't know, maybe, 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 maybe not. No, there's a huge harvest of souls coming. And, um, and we need to be ready for that. And, and God has actually had a lot of key leaders around the world taking breaks lately. That tells me something. Bill Johnson, Bill and Benny recently just took an extended time away in Hawaii for a month and whatever else they did um, just six months ago. Why is that? Why would God suddenly just be taking key leaders and saying, take a breather for a minute? 
I'll tell you why, because if you look over your shoulder, there's a huge wave coming. And he says, you're going to need some rest. <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's some people coming. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I also, I'm excited about some other things. I'm, I'm just about done wrapping it up, and I want Susanna to come up and share just a second. And um, yeah, we're, we're good. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited about even about um, this body and what God is going to do in a miraculous way to provide for a place for us. We've talked a lot about it, but a place where the fire can burn um, 24-7. It is coming. I know it's going to come in a miraculous way. I don't have much more to tell you than that. We're still, we're still waiting on the Lord, which doesn't mean we're doing nothing. It just means we're saying, God, we're, we're believing you. We agree you're good, and we're going to watch what you do. Um, I believe that um, another, another thing I'm excited about is the book that I, I did write about the Father's love, um, which is in the editing process. But when, about two months ago when I realized, a month and a half ago, that we were going to take a breather, it didn't make any sense at all to get that book out. It would have been out right about now, which isn't a good thing to do when you're gonna rest. Um, there's just a lot of work that goes along with getting a book out and, and um, you know, people that may wanna contact us or whatever, and it's like we aren't gonna be contactable for two months. So it just what, it didn't make any sense. But there's been a lot of prophetic words over even, over even that message and, and just, um, you know, I believe more than ever that this world needs to know about a father who is passionately in love with them. Uh, the, the hope needs to be restored um, for, you know, for a body of believers to go after our dreams. I'm gonna say, that you've heard me say this before, but, um, but if we don't, um, let me say it this way. Um, if you don't know that God really, really loves you, it's gonna be darn near impossible to trust him. And he needs us to trust him, which means he really, really needs us to know the depth of his heart for us. That's how we're gonna trust him. So um, it's just, it's time for that. I wanna thank you too for, thank you so much for the gifts that you gave us tonight. That was way above and beyond. Obviously, we were not expecting it. We did not see any email, so good, good covering. Um, I... And truly, we'll ask the Holy Spirit, how, what do we get to do with this? What, what uh, you know, we're gonna ask him. Um, I, I wanna thank you too ahead of time that while we're gone, thank you for continuing to um, invest and pour into Blazing Fire financially because um, we really can't do this without you. Um, we, do have, we do have several staff people and um, you know, amazing things are going on. And, and so in a sense, in, in addition to the gift that you get, put laid at our feet tonight, Honestly, just your regular giving is totally a gift to us. It's the only way we can actually leave is if you're continuing to give. So thank you, thank you for that. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a big point of it, but I am also saying I do want to say thank you because we couldn't do that otherwise. Um, and I think at this point, Suzanne, I'd like to ask you to come. I think you first. You want Angela first? Yeah, I know. Yeah, come up. And then Angela, and then we're gonna pray. Yeah. Oh. Um. 
We are so good. Mom and dad love you. And um, we're coming back. <laughs> right? Is that what you want me to say? Oh, good. No, um, you guys are awesome. We will miss you, um, but I look forward to the uh, to the stories, to the exploits that uh, we will come home to. And um, this is the most happeningest church around. And uh, I mean, just like worship this this evening, you walk into this place. How can we stay away? We love you guys, and we know that um, God's taking us into. An amazing time in 2012, and uh, I, I, I do look forward when I finally get to that point of of um, sabbating. Sabbating? I don't know. Is that a word? I don't know. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So you guys, rest up, get ready, team. Put on your um, put on the uh, what is it? The boots. Put on the boots. It'll be time for boots, camo, red, leopard, whatever. <laughs> whatever is called for will be put on. We're going to do it, you guys. So, so oh, um, Angela, could you come up? Angela had, uh, this is, yes, Angela Ellis. Come on up. Yeah, come down here with me. Ange, I'll just use this one. I'll use this one, Matt. Um, Angela um, had uh, a word about Suzanne and I, but also about the church for the sabbatical. And I just thought it was a great way to kind of wrap this up. And somehow at the end of this, I don't know if it's you or however, but I really do want, I'm asking for your prayer, not just while we're away, but even right now. So somehow pray over us. Doesn't have to be a long thing, because if you all like came up and laid hands on us and each of you got the microphone, we'd be here till tomorrow. So um, that's not what I meant, but I do. I would. I would love just some kind of prayer for us. And uh, so go ahead and share, Angela. Well, uh, when we heard about the sabbatical, um, the Lord gave me a picture. <clears throat> it's a really simple picture, and it was, it was Brent and Suzanne. You were on um, like a big ledge. And you were just standing there very peacefully. And then all of a sudden there was a shift. There was a ledge above you. And it was so far above you, there was no way you could step up. There was no striving that could have been done to get there. It was, the shift was supernatural. And it was as if you guys were being taken up to the next place, which was higher. And when you were there, everybody was with you. And so... To me, that was very encouraging because what I felt was that <clears throat> in this time of rest, you guys are going to be taken to a higher place when it's all over. And because you're mom and pa of the house, everybody gets the blessing of that. And I just feel like increase, increase, increase is coming to you guys. Um, prosperity, and I don't just mean financial, I mean spiritual, I mean every layer. There's like tons of layers and colors. And so, Lord, I just bless what you're doing in them. I bless their rest. Lord, I thank you that you are doing the work. You are bringing them to the higher place. And, Lord, I thank you that there's just increase over this house. There's increase over our leaders. There's increase over Ma and Pa. <laughs> And I just speak joy, joy over this time, this th time of rest for you guys. Lord, I just, I thank you for this time, and I am so encouraged by you, Lord, of what you're doing. And we just bless what's coming. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thanks, Angela. So let me pray a blessing over you. And, um, and then, like I said, we're going we're gonna to stand over here. I don't know why over here, but what? Oh, yeah. I'll just use this one, Matt. Okay. We're going to stand over here. And again, just primarily to, if any of you want Christmas hugs, you know, like, uh, but, but again, this will, this will have to be fairly short because we're not, this is not a ministry line with us over here. Over here, I would love for some of our Blazing Fire leaders, leadership team, um, if, if maybe at least 10 or 12 of you would come up here in a minute, I would love for you to do that so that we can minister to those of you if you want prayer, uh, if you want encouragement, um, you know, for God to reignite the vision, whatever, uh, please come get prayer. Uh, but I want to first uh, right now just speak a blessing over all of you. And so, Father, um, Suzanne and I together, we bless, we bless, we bless. We bless the, the people right here, the, the, the beautiful ones who you have drawn together. And uh, we just speak over you, um, the, again, the deep shalom and peace of God. We speak over you protection that, uh, whoa, the lion of the tribe of Judah is watching over all of you, is watching over the comings and the goings of Blazing Fire Church also. And we're just speaking increase. We speak we speak more and more intimacy as, as God tugs on your heart, as you turn and gaze into his eyes, as you listen to what he says. We declare, I declare over you more and more insight, revelation, ability to hear his voice and what he says to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and stand with Suzanne. I just felt, as Brent was speaking, that it would be a real blessing if we could, if you could, we could all just speak a release into this rest to them. That we are, that you, each of your hearts is releasing them where, where you've been depending upon them, where we've been just kind of pulling in some way, in a way that some of it is meant to, is that flow of life and honor flows, flows through you to us. But, but we want to release you from that for this sabbatical rest. So when I, when I say one, two, three, which is, I'd like you to say, Brent and Suzanne, I release you into your rest, okay? One, two, three. Brent and Suzanne, I release you into your rest. Whoa. Okay, so uh, leaders, home group leaders, former leaders, come on, I need some le we need some leaders over here to pray for folks, okay? Please. Okay, we got some volunteers. <laughs> well, maybe we have some volunteers. Uh, people who, are, yes, please, come on down. You're doing good. Thank you.